Did you hear that record button, Andrea? Yep, I heard it. Okay. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm coming to you from Senegal, and my guest is coming to you from, incredibly, Nipro, Ukraine, correct? Correct. Okay, Andrea, can you, um, can you tell us what's going on right now? Obviously, you know, the news and, and everybody's social media has been blown up with what's going on with, uh, with Ukraine and Russia. I posted on my Instagram that I wanted to talk to a person from Ukraine. And incredibly, you texted me, you DM me saying that you were in Ukraine. So how long have you been uh, traveling uh, in Ukraine and, and, and what's going on right now? Uh, two months since December 31st, I've been here. Okay, so you decided to just go for tourism, right? No, I went for work. Oh, you okay. And um, what kind of work are you doing? Um, I work for a logistics company that is out of Ukraine. Really? Okay, that's crazy. Well, the comp- we work out of um, the United States, but we have a support staff that is out of Ukraine. Okay, yes. so does that, that mean that's a long time? You've been in Ukraine for three months in the middle of the winter uh two months but yes it, it was really cool when i first got here <laughs> Extremely yeah cold. yeah that, that's crazy so what like what do you, i just want to ask you i want to focus on the now like what are your immediate feelings about what's going on like where, what are you doing what, what's the past 24 hours been like um well it hasn't been 24 hours yet um it will be 24 hours at about <laughs> yeah, five, you're right. 5 a.m 5 a.m. Uh, our time. So that would be in, I mean, still the, it's 8.09 p.m. right now. Um, I mean, no one really thought that this was going to happen. <laughs> like, right. You know, realistically, Ukraine has been, um, they've already had two separate states, separate states uh, that they've been, you know, fighting with since 2014. Um, and so it's something that's been ongoing already, but not with Russia. And then Monday, when uh, Putin decided to acknowledge those two separate states, everyone knew that something was going to happen, you know? Right. Um, so you know that happened, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's what I was going to ask you about is, so they Russia began to invade in the early hours of the morning, and you're in the city of Nipro, which just for listeners, is that east, west, north, south of Ukraine? It's in, it's in eastern Ukraine. We are uh, so the left bank. Clo- Nipro is, we're in the eastern Ukraine, so we're by uh, Donbass, which is one right. of the separatist states. So okay. um, the left bank actually um, shares a border with Donbass. So. Okay, so yeah, I've, I've heard of this city before, actually. And um, can you, I don't know if you would consider yourself like knowledgeable enough on the subject. It sounds like you are. But so Donbass and, and these separatist groups, like what is their ideology when it comes to being part of Ukraine? Obviously, they don't want to be part of Ukraine, but like what's their general ideology? Uh, they want to be part of Russia. Okay, so they want to be part of Russia and you're right next are to they- one of those cities. Yes, like they and believe you, that uh, they are they are part of Russia, you know. Okay, so there's there was that that's I mean that's kind of how Russia got in in the first place, right? They they knew they had some people within Ukraine that would support them, but 
this is still something that's, you know, completely blown out of proportion. And um, what, what is the general feeling in, in, in Nipro though? Is, is it, I, I know you said it's right next to a separatist group city, but what it's like, how, it's, like a, it's, it's like 200 miles away, but they share like a border with the left bank. So like you, Nipro has like the center left bank, right bank. It's one of the big um, cities in Ukraine. It's considered one of the big cities in Ukraine. So and, today, uh, like early morning, um, there was an explosion because Nipro has military fuel air base and um, they actually bombed that <laughs> this morning. Okay, and but you, what I was, and you and could sorry, feel it. You could, go ahead. Uh, and I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to ask you, is Nipro also, would you consider them like a city that wants to, that feels more Russian or is it a, uh, a city that's not like uh, Donbas? No, they, they're really, uh, it's Ukrainian. <laughs> they, it's really? not like Donbass. No, they have, um, there's a lot of Ukrainian pride here. Um, they do speak Russian uh, and Ukrainian here. So they speak both. Okay, got it. But a lot of, are... but a lot of people are going back to just speaking Ukrainian, you know? Like their mother tongue is what they say. Right, right. I mean, I've always, I'm only 28 years old and I've always known Ukraine as its own country. Obviously, I'm not up to date with everything that's going on. Um, I, I am super interested in like separatist movements, though, because I've always I mean, I, I've, I've been traveling the world for a little bit. But part of my part of the, the thing that I want to do during my expedition later on when I kind of figure out how to is to visit these places that consider themselves their own countries. You know, there's I know there's a, a, a place in Moldova, which is right there next to uh, to Russia and, and Ukraine which has its own separatist nation called Transnistria. And, and then there's like Morocco that has like this uh, country below it called Western Sahara. But if you tell Moroccans that they're going to get pretty mad, it, it belongs to Morocco, but they say they belong to somebody else. So when it comes to Ukraine, I wasn't really like paying too much attention and all of this happens. Um, but I know you were just getting into what happened in the early hours of the morning so yeah, can you can you walk me through like how your morning went? Um, so there was like an explosion around like five five ish, like five thirty to six ish or something like that, um, or maybe a little bit later than that. I just remember that I got a whole bunch of calls um, from the United States, um, Instagrams, Facebook messages, phone calls, like everything, and everyone was like. Um, Russia has invaded. I was asleep. It was five o'clock in the morning, you know? And uh -huh. it still hadn't happened here. Like nothing had happened here in Dnipro yet. It had started off at Kiev and Odessa. And Kiev is where the international airport is at. So when you fly into Ukraine, you fly into Kiev. <laughs> right. Um, that was one of the first um, places that they uh, bombed they destroyed so now i'm trying to figure out how to get home since i can't go out of kiev and that would be i would be have to go through poland to get home and that's about over a thousand miles from Dnipro. Um, yeah because so you're, you're yeah you're eastern ukraine so you're not you're pretty far out and ukraine's a big country mm -hmm. and so um that's over a thousand miles uh on bus or train or car 
uh, since the airspace is closed here right now. I'm actually packing my bags right now um, and I'm doing it in the dark. Okay, so and why is that? They told uh, everybody to shut their power off or, or what? No, turn off, uh, turn off your lights, close your blinds, and not uh, use as little light as possible. That is unbelievable. What are your feelings right now? How do you feel? Um, overwhelmed. Yeah. Okay. How long were you supposed yes. to be in Ukraine if none of this had happened? Until the middle, until the end of uh, March for okay. 90 days. So let okay. me tell you about what happened this morning then. So then I got up after everyone called me and I was like, let me take a shower and figure out what's happening, you know? Because we hadn't heard like anything here in April yet, like what was going on, right? People were asleep. So as I'm taking a shower, all of a sudden I live um, in a five-story flat. The whole flat shook oh as I was gosh. in the and I was like, and I'm in the center of Nipro, like literally I'm in the center of Nipro. Like this is where the life happens, you know, kind of like uh. downtown, midtown, stuff like that. And I went out to go check and I didn't even like see anything or I knew that something had shut. Then it happened again. And people are walking like, you know, to catch the bus and the tram they're getting ready to go to work this morning six o'clock in the morning and then all of a sudden you see people like leaving you know not going to the tram not going to go to the bus they're going to you know i guess go home get ready i went to the store to grab some water so that i can like you know calm myself down and at the store there's the ATM machines and there is like a line of like 50 60 70 people waiting to pull out money every single ATM machine and you, Dnipro, um, everywhere in Ukraine actually has line, had lines. They were full, people just trying to pull out money. Cause you, and you need money to do, you know, if you need to pay for something, I have my debit card, but you still need money, um, of course. Um, but the streets are like empty. We have a curfew, uh, we're under martial law. So at 10 o'clock is our curfew until 6 a.m. in the morning. Well, that's so, uh, it's pretty hard to to believe that you're going through the through this this whole thing right now. Um, so, did your company or maybe you not call somebody and say, "Hey," because I know as of today you can't fly out of Ukraine. But did you have suspicions, and, and did you kind of alert uh, somebody? Actually, did somebody it, alert you? Actually, that maybe you should leave. Um, it's been a couple of weeks that you couldn't fly, fly out of Ukraine. Uh, okay. A lot of the airlines themselves have had um, like KMS did not want to come into because I mean there was already like the you know the talks of like war and stuff and so they had already canceled flights. Lufthansa, um, which is Delta, has started canceling flights. Um, so I mean, yeah, you know, I was like I had already like also got a ticket so I could go back home next week um thinking everything was going to be okay this week and i would just leave prior to when i was originally supposed to leave and be out of the chaos but that didn't happen so i'm here okay so you so you did make 
sort of a move to try to leave, but it just it was it was easier said than done, pretty much. Pretty much, yes. Okay. There was cancellations, you know, um, just stuff going on like beyond our control. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, wow. So this morning, what what was that like? Did you heard the strikes, and then how many of them did you hear? Like your building was shaking, and then and then did you hear anybody like run out of their house? Like what? How was people's no, so every, reaction? So everything here is like flats. There's not really like homes, homes. Um, everyone's like flats. I mean, no, there. I mean, everyone was like somber, like like what is going on, you know? And then we started seeing the videos coming out of Kiev, um, out of Odessa. We saw like you know I have a friend who lives in Kiev, another one who lives in Odessa, and just seeing the videos was like, oh my God, um, as to what was happening. Because um, here in Dnipro, they had only um, attacked the, the military base. They didn't like come into like, you know, like how they did in Kiev. They went into the international airport over there, you know? And so it was like the international airport is like right in the middle of like downtown Kiev. <laughs> so... And then they also bombed some houses and like some flats and keys. Everything's like flats here. There's like really no homes, homes, single family homes. It's all flats. Um, yeah. And then like right now, hardly anyone's out there. Um, we have like Global, which is like DoorDash. Um, that didn't, that wasn't open today. The mall was closed. Some people were going to work, like nothing had happened. And a lot of, you know, things like McDonald's, KFC, some other restaurants that were closed today. Right. So, I mean, so people still went to work. Like, how I just yeah. can't imagine somebody going to work after hearing their city, you know, have bombs and um, <laughs> be able to, to go to work normally. So things were still open. Um, not the mall. Not like the mall were not open and not like some of the restaurants. But, yeah, majority of stuff was closed. But there was, you know, some – the banks were open. Um because we had to go get money. Um, but a majority of everything was closed. And as far as you know, any any casualties in Dnipro? No, not that I know of, but I do know that everyone, after those explosions happened, um, earlier this morning, like around six o'clock in the morning, it, that is what we saw like earlier, like around 6.37, a lot of people were just getting their bags, packing their bags, packing their bags. You know, you saw them like walking down the street, getting on the bus. Um, there's not a lot of cars, um, people who own cars here. I mean, there are cars here, but a lot of people take the public transit. Mm -hmm. uh, so they were trying to get like trains, um, the train, the bus, you know, whatever they, um, I know some people who took a, like a taxi, kind of like a, um, like an Uber and they took it for, to Poland for like $500. Oh my God. And they're still not. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, what, do do you so who do you who do you who do you live with in in, in this place? You're staying in a flat in the. Uh, I live by um, myself, so I'm. I live by myself. Okay, um, and uh, like, do you feel like your building is kind of emptied out, or like everybody's huh? leaving though? Right now, I know you're you got the blinds shut and everything is kind of quiet, <clears throat> but I mean, I've seen images and footage of other cities and. It's just, you know, a huge traffic jam, people headed for Poland. So is that not what's going on in Dnipro? 
Oh no, people are heading for Poland or for hung or like Hungary or um, Moldova, you know, um, just some other place other than here. <laughs> some people are not majority of the people here in April haven't gone to that extent yet, but some people are. I just I just can't imagine what I would do in that situation, like somebody attacking my city. And I mean, a lot of people have, I don't know, maybe family, but in other cities, but you still feel like you're up against the wall because you're like, well, my whole country is being attacked. It's not just one city. I, I, I can't imagine being from Ukraine and like having nowhere to go. So clearly you have to just go to the next country. And that's the and, thing. Well, and this is the thing, like the people here are so like, inviting and welcoming and like so friendly and so like for me being here like I've worked with them while I've been in the states um with the logistics company because you know we we did stuff through like slack and stuff you know we call each other on the phone so I've already had like a connection with them but then like to meet them in person and actually have that connection with them it's like I've known them forever and so like my heart bleeds like not only for them but like I feel like this is like this is my Ukraine too you know yeah. Like they they welcomed me with like open arms, and it was it's it's devastating to see like the impact that this has done. Um, it's just it's people are just scared, you know. Right now, everyone's scared and going to the store and you know buying uh, um, provisions and stuff. Like me myself today, I'm not gonna sleep on my bed. <clears throat> I'm probably not gonna sleep tonight because my bed's by a window. So I have a hallway and I'm going to go and pat the hallway and like watch a movie there all night long. Um, majority of my stuff is going to have to stay here because you could only, you really only want to take what you can actually carry. Absolutely. So, so what's your immediate plan? Um, right now I am packing the bags that I'm going to leave here. Cause it was like, you know, really cold when I got here. So I had like big jackets, snow boots and all that. Those are all going to be left here. Um, I got some snacks, some food, some fruit, waters, um, stuff like that. And my plan is to get on a bus tomorrow um, at 5 PM and tonight to kind of wait it out. And hopefully, um, uh, there will be no attacks tonight or early this morning or early tomorrow morning. I'm like so scared. I'm so scared as you're saying that. I'm so scared for you. I really wish for you to stay safe. And and I mean, it's it's kind of just a lottery, but I really hope nothing happens. Uh, I know that you're in a city that's probably being less attacked than others. That's not a factual statement at all. I don't know what's going on exactly, yeah. but. Um, oh, this is Easter. So this is where the separatists would like. I mean, we share a border. They share a border with the separatists, you know, states. So um, there has been some rumors today um, circulating by uh, a couple of people saying that Nipro is supposed to be attacked tonight. Oh no! Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. I'm, I'm, oh. you know, serious. That's so that's crazy. what I'm saying. Like, I'm not gonna sleep on my bed. I'm gonna go to the hallway um that seems a little bit more safer i'm on the fourth floor of a five floor building um no, no yeah. part of you wants to leave immediately like i don't know how like if you can just 
rent a car, I do, I do. take the next bus. I mean, like, well, I do. Yeah. There's where curfew is going to start in an hour and 30 minutes. So we can't even be on the streets. There's like no more right. buses. The last bus left already today at five. There's no more trains. Um, the trains are sold out today. Uh, other buses were sold out. We were calling to rent cars. Uh, the rental companies either wanted to charge you an enormous amount. One company was like, oh, we'll charge you over like 2,000 American dollars. Um, That's ridiculous. To to I don't know why. Like in, the, in times of crisis, like this, this is a matter of life and death and companies are still being greedy. It's almost like I feel like they should be handing out cars like, all right, guys, take these cars. To Okay, maybe not to that extent, but. I can't believe they're doing that. It's it's obvious that they, they're going to follow the greed, but I just, I can't believe because this is a, a, as bad a situation as it gets. Yeah, it, it is. And that's what I'm saying because like a lot of people are like, well, weren't you trying to leave earlier? Uh, yeah, I have kids. <laughs> you know, I have kids yeah. at home. And um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I did, I did. And a lot of the airline prices were like, over $5,000, you know? Yeah. And then like when it's originally like $600 to go back home. And so like the airlines were gouging the prices and I don't know if it was them or, I mean, of course it was them or, you know, whatever. But like, if you look too, like yesterday, there was like a fight coming out like for today for like over 5,600 American dollars. So it was like, like, Everything that I look up on this side, it was like 5,600. So it was like 1,068 grivnas, which is Ukrainian money. Mm -hmm. 168,000 grivnas. Yeah, uh, and for, for the listeners, uh, Andrea, you're from, you're originally from where in the States? California. Okay, I, I've met you in Sacramento. So is that where, if, you know, God willing, everything goes well and, and you're able to, and, and I know you will um, make it back home. Uh, is it going to be uh, Sacramento? Correct. Okay. Um, so then the plan is, you know, make it through the night and take the next bus. Is I mean, I, I just feel like the, the level of uncertainty, I mean, do you know if that bus is going to be there at that scheduled time tomorrow? I mean, it should be, right? We don't know. I mean, everything is like, I did have a flight beforehand and it was canceled, you know? Mm, um, you So you did purchase a ticket and then it was canceled. Yeah. And then it was canceled. Then I, uh, then I had called, talked to my travel agent. Well, no, I didn't purchase it. I was about to purchase it. And she messaged me, said it was canceled. Cause I go to the travel agency and then I talked to her again, like uh, via email. And I was like, Hey, I really need to get out of Ukraine. Can we please try try, 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 because like all the tickets I was looking at were like 4,000, 3,000, you know, like these $5,000. And I don't have like that kind of money, you know, I have kids and stuff and I don't have like $4,000 just to put or $5,000 to put on a no, flight. That's, that that's a lot of money. That's, that's too much money exactly. for, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. When, when the flights are generally to go back to California from um ukraine it's about like six hundred dollars you can even get flights for like 500 or something yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i'd never spend more than two three hundred maximum four hundred dollars um on, on a ticket and 
I mean, to pay that much money and I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if I had the money, like, yeah, but then to get it canceled and then like uh, everyone's like, well, talk to the embassy. Uh, they're trying to give money away to people who can't pay for tickets, right? The embassy is, they will maybe give you a loan. Right. It's not I mean, like they're going to give you money, you know. Like but, maybe they. But, but you, but you, but you said that that, you, that like these flights have been canceled for like two weeks, or like they've mm -hmm. suspended them for like two weeks, right? Yeah, some of them like uh, KMS, Pasansa, um, which is Delta. That one said indefinitely until the end of February. Well, now it's indefinitely because we have been invaded, you know. Um, yeah. So I mean, uh, back in 2014, I guess there was like a flight that had happened. And, during the war back then, like in um, Dumbass and stuff. And I guess there was like a, a flight uh, from Malaysia or something. I'm not sure, quite entirely sure, but it was like uh, gunned down or something. So, you know, people are like scared, you know, like. Yeah, it's I mean. The whole thing. And then even, even if you go, like I have a friend who is on a bus today uh, going to Poland and it's not like that Russia is only in Eastern Ukraine or in, you know, like Southern Ukraine. Russia came in through Crimea, you know, Eastern Ukraine, Western, you know, the South. It came in through every single part of Ukraine that it could come into, you know, Odessa, Kiev, um, you know, it, it literally came into every part. So it's not like you, so people are going on these trains or on these buses and people are so scared or driving in their cars so they can get to Western Ukraine. Well, Western Ukraine was attacked. That's where Kiev is at. Yeah. And so you're, you know, I can be on my friend told me today, he was like, what if I'm on this bus and, you know, we get like stopped by like a whole Russian like fleet of like armor and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I literally don't, like, I don't know, you know? That's what I was going to ask is, I mean, you can drive towards Poland, but it's either the Russians are waiting or Polish immigration is going to turn people away. Unless no, actually, I don't... Poland, Poland actually is going to have an open door for American citizens uh, right now. Um, mm -hmm. They already stated that. And so we can, we don't need to have a visa to go in. And they but then, actually are. But Ukraine, but actually, I mean, I know there's a lot of Ukrainians no. living in Poland already. I visited Poland recently and I noticed all my Uber drivers were Ukrainian and I, I spoke to them and I found out the situation in Ukraine was a little bit worse than in Poland because even in Poland, people weren't too happy with, you know, wages and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but what do you think? Do you think that Poland's going to let all the Ukrainians try to cross their border? Um, they actually are, Poland has made like accommodations for like a million um, Ukrainians, all the neighboring countries. So, yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. The only, the, I guess the only question is whether Russia is going to be there kind of blocking their exit, right? I mean, I, don't, I mean, all this is a guessing game right now. Right. Right. You know, yeah, everything's I mean, a guessing game. Like my, my lights are off. I'm packing my bag with the light on my phone. Um, Tell us to stay away from windows. I actually put tape in the windows because it helps with uh, shards, like glass shards, they said. Mm -hmm. And my windows are closed. 
blinds are drawn and there's no lights on. And they said to stay close to the floor as much as possible. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I just found a, uh, an article here. Uh, Poland prepares for flood of Ukrainian refugees. So I'm going to read it and maybe we can both um, update ourselves. It says Poland is setting up reception centers and hospitals to deal with the expected rush of people fleeing the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The Russian military launched attacks across Ukraine Thursday, including the city, uh, the near city of Lviv, uh, just 85 kilometers from the Polish border. So yeah, they even attacked the little, like, I don't know how big Viv is. Actually. Yeah, Liv. Liv well, or Viv? Liv is actually, it's Liv. Okay. Liv, yeah. So um, that's where, actually where the American embassy is at currently. Mm. So they were at Kiev and then they shut down at Kiev and they went to Liv. Wow. So it says the government is setting up eight reception centers near crossing points on the 500 kilometer Polish-Ukrainian border which should be ready by the afternoon. Okay, that's amazing that Poland is doing this, you know? Imagine if yeah, the neighboring countries just shut down and just went, nope, can't take this. I don't want to be involved in this. So Poland is the real MVP right here. Yeah, Poland, um, a lot of people have gone to Hungary as well. Mm-hmm. So, and they're welcoming um, Ukrainians there as well. Yeah. <laughs> It says there was no immediate reports of a surge of people trying to cross into Poland. Uh, But the uh, health minister, Sef Kvernacker, said Poland's border crossings with Ukraine were only moderately busy. Okay, so in my head, I'm thinking there's hundreds of thousands of people trying to cross, but apparently it's been like a moderate surge. Um, It says at this moment, we aren't yet seeing an inflow of refugees from Ukraine. Border crossings are operating normally. The Polish press reported that a train from uh, Kiev pulled into the main Warsaw rail station on Thursday morning filled with panicked people. About 1.5 million Ukrainians already already live in Poland, coming to take advantage of the tight labor market and similar language. The government said in early February that it would accept even 1 million Ukrainian refugees if necessary. Okay. Yeah. Well. And then the U.S. government is actually at the border, one of the border entrance into Poland. So they can greet American citizens. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy that there's an actual way out and I can't wait to follow what's going to happen with you. And um, if you can try to grab your phone and, and talk into a, kind of like a, a vlogging style, uh, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe just voice record yourself because I, I, I think, you know, what you're going through right now as traumatic and as um, bad and, and, and just fearsome as it is, it's going to, you know, really open people's ears, open people's eyes into what's going on and get a feel for what you're going through because it's just such, well, a, unique, such a unique situation. Yeah, what I don't think people understand is that this is like the precursor, you know, like if she gets away with this, like then you have China, you know, and all these other, <sighs> it's a precursor that could be like World War Three. So that's, why people are like so vested in this whole because like if Russia takes over Ukraine that's like a they become like the super superpower you know right and they just don't want to acknowledge that Ukraine is its own like culture its own country its own they have their own language you know know, I've I've been kind of reading so I don't I'm not on I'm clearly not 
like an expert on the subject. I'm mostly here to ask questions, but I have done a little bit of research today as to what the Russians like side and, and, and their take on this whole situation, because to fully understand something, you, you at least have to listen to the other side. You may not agree even 1%, but what I heard from, you know, the, uh, the, from Putin himself was, you know, and for those who don't know, there's this alliance, this group of, of nations called NATO and Ukraine mm-hmm. is not currently part of that. And Ukraine wants to join that. And it, Russia feels like, okay, well, they're getting that close, that like allegiance of nations, of Western nations is getting so close to Russia. So that's why they, they kind of had to, you know, ha- go into Ukraine and, and, and put a stop to that. And um, according to Putin, he's tried and, and asked to, to be part of NATO for a long, long time and pretty much been laughed out of there. So I think that's his perspective. I, that sort of makes me understand, you know, I, I don't agree, but if he's, if he's, you know, thinking I'm being cornered here, I have this ideology and here comes the West with their ideology and Ukraine is in the middle of both of us and they want to join the West. I mean, that definitely, you know, puts pressure on Russia. Um, the other thing that Putin said that I didn't really understand and I haven't released research about was, that it, it's some sort of Nazi movement in Ukraine, and he had to go into Ukraine to stop it. Which, yeah, whatever. So he was what talking I, about genocide. He was talking about genocide, and there's Nazism here and stuff. So yes, yeah, so people know Ukraine actually has the largest. Um, and I have pictures of it. I can send you, uh, but it has uh, the largest Jewish um, community in Dnipro, and it has the largest Jewish synagogue. Right. I mean, and that's, the that's, president that's, and mm-hmm. and president from Ukraine himself is Jewish. Right. So there goes the argument out the window. Not that he, he had to, you know, give legitimate proof to do what he did, but it's just ridiculous that he can come out with that, right? Yeah. That's what and that's what um the president of Ukraine, he um went on today and he was like, I'm Jewish. <laughs> like Yeah. Excuse me, you know? Wow, you know, this whole time you've been talking to me, I've been kind of out of breath. I just this this whole thing and hearing it from you, I think that energy is is transferring to where I can feel like I or j- just get a, a little bit of a grip of of imagination of what you might be going through. So, um, Andrea, like I said, please try to record yourself um, if you're able to sleep, like what you're thinking, um, if you can record things, and then tomorrow I'm gonna check in with you and. Uh, talk to you again and and, uh, and see if you know you're able to take the bus um, and you're able to to make your way to uh, to Poland um, the last question that I had is is this bus gonna take you all the way from the Dnipro to the Polish border or how many like stops do you have to make or do you have to take any other trains or buses it's supposed to be it goes like to I'm, I'm actually not sure. And I, I, my friend who's on there right now said that they've already made like three stops and it's like 14, 15, 16 hour drive. Cause it's over a thousand miles. But, but, it, but what I'm, so you, all you have to do is take that, bu- take that bus and then it's going to stop and pick more people up. But that's the only thing you have to do is, you know, make it tomorrow, make it into that bus tomorrow. That bus is going to leave. And then its final destination is the Polish border. 
Correct. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better because I, I was always thinking maybe you have to take this bus and get off in the middle of nowhere and then have to figure out where to go from there. But uh, it seems like yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty straight shot, even though it's so far away. Yeah. I mean, and it does make some stops like how my friend said today, but um, I mean, you know, he's in, he's giving me like updates on how the trip is going and like, you know, what they're seeing on the, on the way there. Um, he said it's just a usual bus ride it's not the best but it's not the worst um a lot of people who are in the bus that are scared mm-hmm. um leaving their whole lives behind yeah they just Which packed kinda, their bags and left yeah i mean and they don't know when they can come back you know like <clears throat> and that's kind of like how i feel because like i'm like a reader and i love books and like i'm leaving a ton of books here um you know and in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't really matter, but like I can feel some of them of what it feels like to leave your life behind, you know? Like you're like you're leaving a part of yourself. Like I'm leaving bags of winter clothes here and shoes, and you know, hopefully someone can use them when they, you know, when they find it here and what have you. But like I literally am taking a small bag and a backpack so that I can, if we need to walk, if you know, for whatever reason anything happens, you know, the bus breaks down or, you know, we're totally get off or what, whatever reason I can carry my, my belongings still. Right. It's, it's just incredible to think about. Another thing that shocked me that I, that I saw that kind of put everything into a more focused perspective is like the president, I think it was a president, maybe mistaken, but he said, you know, if you are Ukrainian and you want to defend your country, you know, come and pick up your arms. And it's like, yeah. Wow. Imagine uh, like, actually, that's crazy. And actually it's not only for um, Ukrainians as anybody who has a passport here and who is willing to fight for Ukraine. That's crazy. And because as of right as you, now, was, uh-huh. well, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Like anyone who wants to, like they can go pick up an arms or, you know, what have you, they were having like civilians trained like last week at the parks and stuff um, the week before. Um, but the thing I don't think people realize is Ukraine is actually very much like the United States as in like California where it's like a melting pot, you know? You have people here from like Tunisia, from, um, uh, you know, um, Ghana, from France, from, you know, there's Russians here, there's, you know, people from like California, they come here from different parts of the world for like an education because it's cheaper here mm-hmm. or to work or because they're like an English teacher. So you have a lot of Americans, not a lot, but you have some Americans here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, it's not like you're only looking at Ukrainians or, you know, Russians, you're looking at like maybe someone that's from Tunisia, from Tunisia or someone who is Indian from Paki- or from Pakistan or from what have you, you know, like I've met all these people here during my time here. Yeah. And they, they as much love Ukraine, like Ukraine is theirs as well. And I'm telling you like the feeling that the Ukraine and the people give you, like, I feel like Ukraine is like, I belong here. Like I belong to Ukraine too. Like you could like, I love Ukraine, you know, mm-hmm. just the way that they're welcoming, the way that they are, they, you know, um, at least that's my experience that I've had here. A lot of people say the same thing. 
It might not be true for everyone, but my experience is that it's just open arms and it's welcoming and yeah. I don't know. I, it's, so I feel like a, I'm leaving. Yeah. It's a, it's a country that I've always known about. I've, I've always known the world through the lens of sport because I'm a huge soccer fan. And when I was a kid growing up in Colombia, I knew all the countries of the world because of their football teams and even as recently as this last year that the, the Euros happened, like this international competition between European teams, Ukraine had a great, I mean, has a great team and had a great run in the tournament. So I still, you know, I see Ukraine as this big, powerful, independent nation. And, and to see Russia come in there and do what it's doing today. And I've, all, yeah, I've heard great things about the people. I, I was planning on going to that area of, of the world in, in the summer if I had the health and, and, and the ability to, um, and it's, it's sad to think about how I, not just me, I can't go there and, and, and see what the people are all about and what the culture is all about. But, you know, it's like what happened with Syria people. Yeah, I, I heard so many stories about, I, I spent a lot of time in the Middle East and I always hear great things about Syria before all of the stuff that happened, right. Before they, uh, they, they, um, they became pretty much like the number one refugee, um, mm-hmm. the, the place with the biggest refugee crisis in the entire world. Um, and I, I remember talking to people like, what was Syria like before? And they're like, it was the best, one of the best Middle Eastern countries. Like people had three, four cars, good jobs. And from one day to the next, everything changed. And, and that's just so hard for me to think about. And I really hope that that doesn't happen to Ukraine. Well, that's how it is here. Like from, I mean, like I told you, I live in the center of town. Like I literally, like it's called the center, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm literally, I can have my window open or just my blinds open. I can see, like, I don't know if you've seen any of my stories, but I have like, you know, people out there, like they're ice skating or they're doing all this stuff and it's just out there and there's bands playing and, you know, all this music. <clears throat> And all this stuff going on and people just congregating outside and, you know, everyone walks here, kind of like Midtown and downtown in Sacramento. So everyone walks here, you know, to the um, bar, to the restaurant, to whatever. And you see families out, you see, you know, friends out, you see all this stuff. It's not like that today. Even today on a Thursday, it would be like people are out there, you know, not like that at all. It's in um, the Grievna is also like, losing value like now it's like 31 or 32 to a dollar when i first got right. here it was at 27 but it's going up you know it keeps on going up it keeps on going up and losing value. so yeah i don't know i mean i just i hope it doesn't i hope it continues to be the you know the like the great people it is the country and all that but you know they're going through, it's a lot it's a lot for your, your, you know, your, your homeland, like to be, someone has to come and try to like, take it over, you know? And, and that's the thing is, you know, we're from the United States and we feel like we always feel protected, right? We're this huge, powerful nation. We know our you know what? I don't one of the biggest. Right okay. I'll tell you how I feel. And, and you're right. I mean, I think my feeling has changed. But I'll give it to you as a comparison, like being from Colombia, if a big power was coming and trying to pick on Colombia, I would be scared for my life. If I was still living there, I'd be like, 
we have no chance. We have, if, if somebody wants to come in here and do something, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy that Colombia is friends with the United States and has always had good diplomatic relations. But let's say I was this other nation in, in a different continent and um, there was different allegiances. I would be so scared if like a big power came and, or if maybe my country just happened to be in like this strategic political spot where it just happened to be stuck in the middle of something like Ukraine is. And I would be like, oh my God, like I could just couldn't imagine. What I was trying to say with the United States references, I feel, I do feel more protected because I know we do have one of the biggest militaries in the world. And so we don't have to go out there like these Ukrainian I mean, I feel I feel like that may happen, right? Like if you're in the in the states and 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 let's say the president announced, if you have a passport, come and grab your gun. Like I don't think the U.S. would ever get to that. I think we have a big enough military, but think in Ukraine that is happening. Like it, it, it it's happening to where you as a civilian have to consider going out there and by just showing your passport, pretty much get ready for war. Yeah, and this I mean, is is not only Ukrainians. It's Anyone that has a passport here that's here that's at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could go get a passport so, and get a gun. But and that's but and that's the thing is that and then like we've seen these like um you know news articles or these you know social media posts and there's like literally this these little old ladies who are like in their 70s, 75, and these old men and they're out there doing this training as well to protect their Ukraine. It's it's oh it's my their gosh. Ukraine. Yeah, there. I mean, there is this pride about Ukraine, and, and it's beautiful. I've never known yeah. nothing like. I've never known anything like it at all. Um, you know, we're from America. We don't have a. We don't really have a pride in anything. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like yeah, we're just a big. We're just as as I travel the world and I've been so blessed to be able to compare all these different countries and continents. Like the U.S., it's its own thing. I mean, it's so hard. We do have our own culture. We do have things that. We can say this is very American, but we're just a we're just like this this sample of the entire world as a country. So you're right; it's not like this well drilled, like independent mentality that this is who we are. And that's something like you've been there in Ukraine and you've seen that you know they are so like Ukrainian in in, in their own ways. Well, yeah, and they're a very proud nation, and you know everyone's like it's just. I don't know. It's it's a beautiful thing to see. Someone that, that that's that proud of their culture, you know, and they do. They have beautiful. Like I was here December thirty first, and you know after Christmas, right? So I was here during New Year's. New Year's was amazing, but they had Christmas things up until the beginning, the first week of February. Christmas is like, it's like their life here, like during the winter, you know, and it's so beautiful and like the way they decorate everything and it's they put lights everywhere it's i mean it's just elegant it's beautiful and they do it right yeah i, and, I mean i'm and, i'm, I'm, hope, I'm yeah, hoping for the best. Like, me too i'm, I'm hoping too, for but, the best um, yes but i'm gonna go try to finish packing because anytime my things by the door in case anything happens um tonight hopefully it does not Yo, Dre, I'm, I'm praying go. for you. I'm thinking of you. Please, uh, I'm going to keep DMing you throughout the night uh, because I think we're on similar uh, time zones. What 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 time is it there right now? Right here, it's uh, 6.55 p.m. Okay, so you're two hours ahead of me. 
Um, so we're, we're on similar time zones. I'm going to keep texting you and uh, try, like I, I keep saying, like try to record yourself, like talking through this. And, you know, this is the type of content that I'm not saying like you should release or anything, but it, it's just, it's, it's unique. And, and I really wish for you to make it out of Nipro safely and uh, please keep me updated tomorrow. I will. All right. Thank you. Absolutely.